Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello, Dan Bishner here. I hope you're well and thank you for downloading today's podcast on Monday, July 3rd. Our top story today. People living near the Cineworld in Ashford say they're being woken up at all hours of the night by nuisance drivers gathering in the car park. Some residents say the engine revving, tyre screeching and exhaust popping goes on until 2 or 3 a.m. Police have responded but say they found no antisocial behaviour. Nicola Everett has been speaking to Ward Councillor Decon Spain. On a regular basis now there's uh, antisocial and dangerous driving behind the cinema uh, at the Eureka Park um, estate and um, it's causing a lot of distress actually for local residents. Um, On a Friday or Saturday night, there can be as many as 20, 25 cars, um, many of which are doing donuts and and just causing a a lot of noise for residents. So it's causing disturbance at all sort of various hours, very antisocial hours. Um, And it's been going on for some considerable time. You say they're antisocial hours. I mean, what what sort of times of night are we talking about that people are doing that? Well, my understanding is that it's going into the late evening and then into the early hours as well sometimes. So it's causing a lot of distress, particularly for the people that live at the houses at the top of the hill. But it's also uh, above that, um, it's the the danger that it's causing to pedestrians that are using the, the zigzag path that comes down that hill and through the cinema because people have to walk through that. And it's very, very well used. Um, and people are generally um, feeling very, very afraid um, for, the, for their safety, basically. What do you want to see done? Because you mentioned that it's not just the noise issue that's keeping people awake, there's a safety element to it as well. Well, I'd like to see the police take robust um, action over, over uh, an extended period of time. Um, they do have Section 59 powers that allow them to seize cars that are being used in a dangerous manner or or a manner that's causing alarm and distress to people so i'd really like them to see them actually using those powers to to put an end to this if you stop it happening there obviously there are other open spaces around the town center where the vehicles could get to do you fear that you you will push the problem to somewhere else in the town if if young drivers are keen to get together that's always a potential outcome of this but i think if the police do crack down on it quite heavily obviously a number of cars could be seized and then the, then the problem is is seriously suppressed do you think there could ever be a case for saying let's have a dedicated area away from homes that these car meets could take place in safely or is that not the sort of thing you would ever want in Ashford? That is a potential obviously that's reliant on such a space being found and somebody willing to actually use the space for that purpose but yeah I you know personally I wouldn't be averse to that as long as it's not causing danger and distress to people and I do understand obviously that um you know, some, some people will want to, to, to show off their cars and, and drive their cars. But as long as that could be done safely in an area where it wasn't causing any danger to anybody else, then, yeah, that, that's a possible, I think. Councillor Decon also said any residents or members of the public who feel they are in danger should be calling 999 immediately. He says he'll be raising the issue with the area's Chief Inspector, Sarah Rivett, at the next Kennington Community Council meeting. Also, making news today, firefighters have spent the night at the scene of a huge barn blaze near Ashford. A large amount of hay caught a light on Pluringdon Lane in High Holden yesterday afternoon. While the blaze is now under control, crews will continue to keep a watch and fire crews will stay at the scene for the next day or two to make sure no hot spots develop. 
People in the area are being told to keep doors and windows closed because of the smoke. You can see pictures of the fire at Kent Online. Kent Online reports. There could be more rail disruption in Kent this week as train drivers are refusing to work overtime. Members of the Aslef Union are taking action at 16 companies, including Southeastern and Southern. It's part of an ongoing dispute over pay and working conditions. There are calls for an immediate review of roadworks that have caused major traffic problems in part of Medway. Part of the Lower Raynham Road is closed for City Fibre to lay new interview cables, meaning traffic has to use the A2 and other local roads instead. The area's three councillors fear gasworks due to start nearby will make delays even worse. A quad bike's been seized by police in Maidstone who are trying to crack down on nuisance vehicles. They're running a safety campaign over the summer in Mangravat, Shepway and Parkwood. A 17-year-old was stopped in Northumberland Road. He's been reported for not having a driving licence or insurance. KMFM's been told a court order stopping illegal waste dumping on Sheppey should eventually lead to cleaner beaches. The Environment Agency has blocked off access to a site at 3rd Avenue in Eastchurch. Now anyone caught going there without permission will be committing a criminal offence. Gordon Henderson is the local MP. I've been working on this for three years almost now and... uh... Uh, and been pressing for some action to be taken place because uh, what was what was happening particularly at Third Avenue uh, was that general waste was being dumped over the cliffs first thing in the morning uh, and then um, construction waste for earth and stuff like was then put over on top of it uh, and as that that uh, construction waste was washed away by the sea when the sea came in. That general waste is what's been ending up on Sheppey's beaches, uh, and so it, it's a it's actually become a uh, an environmental nightmare, really. Um, so I'm absolutely delighted now that the Environment Agency managed to get this um, restriction order, which they've been able to place down there. And the next step, my understanding is that they would now be putting cement blocks down the uh, uh, down at the site so that. Uh, uh, Tipping can't take place anymore. So yeah, it's a. I'm sure uh, local residents are going to be absolutely delighted, particularly those that live in uh, in Third, uh, Fourth Avenue, and uh, and around that particular area. Uh, I know one or two of them have been complaining to me regularly, uh, and of course all the tipper lorries going through the village and up Morton Road. Um, but of course they are not going to stop immediately because. We've still got uh, waste being tipped up at um, Manaway uh, at the top of Warden Road. Uh, and uh, I, I contacted the Environment Agency again thank, to thank them for what they've done, but to urge them to now concentrate their efforts on getting something done to stop the, the tipping up there. And uh, uh, when that does, when that happens, then we can we can then say, right, we've succeeded in, in what we're trying to achieve. Kent Online reports. Parents have been left outraged after a school in Medway told pupils to remove nose studs as part of a clampdown on uniform. Strood Academy has come under fire after students with piercings were reportedly being held in isolation or sent home. Parents say the new enforcement measures are blocking their children from getting an education. The school insists the policy was introduced following consultation with parents three years ago. Kent's Police and Crime Commissioner says e-scooters that are being used illegally should be seized and crushed. Matthew Scott says they're becoming so common that people believe they're legal on public roads and walkways. 
The devices are banned on all public land in Kent, with riders potentially facing fines of up to £300 and points on their licence if they're caught. The new managers of a popular village pub near Canterbury say they're not going to scrap the controversial cashless system brought in by the previous owners. Bosses at the Tyler's Kiln say the decision will help keep staff safe with the lack of cash on the property, making it a less attractive target for robberies. Despite some calling the policy disgusting, landlords Devani Patel and Byron Hayter say their honest pub food and good beer will be enough to bring the locals back. A multi-faith service is taking place at Rochester Cathedral later to mark the 75th anniversary of the NHS. Around 200 frontline workers will be there. Nicola Everett has been speaking to Kate Langford, who is the Chief Medical Officer for NHS Kent and Medway. It gives all of the staff working in the NHS, in, in what's obviously been an incredibly testing few years, the chance to come together and just be thankful for what we've achieved for everyone. And of course, it it really positions that inside our community um, and the community that we serve here in Kent and Medway. And that means a lot to people. There'll be about 200 NHS staff there, predominantly people from the front line. And it's just a really nice opportunity for us all to acknowledge the work that they do. And I know on the anniversary day itself on Wednesday, the spire is going to be lit up. I mean, do things like that happening happening mean quite a lot to you? They are a great boost for people to see. And I think they remind people collectively, not just the staff in the NHS, but everybody, you know, what a great thing the NHS is to have. Um, And as well as um, the spire at Rochester, there'll be some other of our famous buildings in Kent and Medway lit up as well. You know, Hever Castle, Dungeness Lighthouse. And, you know, I think that's just a really nice way to mark um, what is a really great institution. And just back to the service itself, you say it's a a multi-faith service, so obviously includes absolutely everybody. But what are you hoping it will achieve and kind of what what was the thought behind having a service like that? So it gives us all just that moment to pause and reflect about what we've achieved, where we've come from over the last 75 years, and just gather ourselves for the challenges that obviously still lie ahead as we always keep trying to improve services uh, and get back to uh, through the backlog of COVID gives us that moment to pause and reflect and collect ourselves for the next challenge. As you say, it has been an incredibly challenging time. How would you say the service is coping at the moment? It's still very busy. It has remained very busy ever since winter. Um, The service has done a tremendous job in keeping people as safe as possible through the industrial action that we've had. And obviously we're facing into potentially more industrial action coming up. So it is still challenging. People are still having to work incredibly hard. And, you know, we're really grateful for the public's support with that, particularly during the periods of industrial action when people have used services very, very sensibly. We've had quite a big announcement from the Prime Minister, haven't we, about boosting the number of um, staff within the NHS? I mean, that all sounds like quite an exciting but very big plan. Yes, it it is exciting. It's going to be absolutely fantastic to increase the number of staff in the NHS. You know, uh, this is not a quick fix. And of course, we will now all be looking at that plan to see how do we make it a reality um, for Kent and Medway. Um, But really welcome to have that plan now because it has been a a long time coming. It comes ahead of more planned strikes by junior doctors later this month, which the health secretary says he's extremely worried about. Kent Online reports. A Kent mum has launched a petition calling for a Pelican Crossing to be installed outside a school in Chatham after her nine-year-old son was nearly knocked down. The boy was crossing Magpie Hall Road, just outside the gates on All Saints C of E School, when he was nearly hit by a taxi. 
The petition has already gathered more than 120 signatures and has the backing of the school. It's been suggested climate change is the reason so many dead sea creatures have been found in Kent's waterways. There has been several incidents in the past few weeks that have seen hundreds of fish and jellyfish in the River Stour, Dimechurch Beach and in a pond in Folkestone. Experts say as sea temperatures continue to rise, these occurrences could become more common. A pest control expert's been called to rescue a snake that was found in a garden near Ashford. It was hiding in a water butt outside a home in Willsborough. The corn snake is thought to be an escape pet and work is underway to find the owner. Some sad news now and a woman's been left heartbroken after her therapy cat was hit and killed by a quad bike in Maidstone. Four-year-old Freddie was run over last week on Cumberland Avenue in the Shepway part of town. His owner's hoping someone will have doorbell footage or CCTV to help find the person responsible. Kent Online reports. Now, with more and more people turning to food banks in Kent, our sister station KMFM have launched a campaign to try and keep supplies up over the summer. They're working with food rescue charity UK Harvest to try and collect as many tins of food as possible. Nicola Everett has been speaking to Sarah Morrison, who is from the charity. So UK Harvest is a food rescue charity and we work right across the south of England to rescue any surplus food across the supply chain. So we work with farmers, producers, distributors, wholesalers, anyone that might have surplus and excess good quality food at that farm gate or industry production level. We collect all this food, uh, bring it back to our base in Chichester, and then redistribute it out to a network of charities, people who really are in food insecurity and need it, as well as through our community food hubs, which are like a pop-up farmer's market where we invite anyone to come along with a bag and uh, help us rescue this food. We're really making sure that it doesn't get wasted, it doesn't go to landfill, and it can benefit people. Uh, who need it. Obviously there's a great environmental message there about stopping things going to landfill and stopping food go to waste but we all know about the cost of living crisis. How have you seen what you're doing be more useful for people or increase in demand over the past few years? Absolutely we've seen demand for our food go through the roof and you're totally right whilst we operate on an environmental level we are also supporting those during cost of living and our community food hubs particularly have seen the numbers increase week on week. Um, what we're providing is really is access to good quality, affordable food. And what's great about this campaign, Tons of Tins, it's it's supporting that um, effort of getting food to people who really need it by giving really nice, good quality tins of food that will last for a while. Yeah, explain a bit more what you're after, because um, we've already had people turning up to, to bring donations. Um, what is it that you want people to bring in and leave with us? Um, well, the great thing about this, Tons of Tins, is it literally is any collection of tins. We're grateful for anything. Obviously, the staples of tin tomato, baked beans, soups, you could have vegetables, meat, whatever. As long as it's in a tin, we will accept it. And it's just a great way of engaging everyone and realising that quite often across the summer, there is a real hunger gap. You know, kids on free school meals have had meals at school all right up until the end of term. And this is a real gap. And a lot of charities, ourselves included, struggle to get more donations through supermarkets these days. They're doing better to avoid waste themselves. So it's a really great opportunity for everyone just to play their part and drop a tin off as part of this campaign. How concerned are you about the ongoing cost of living crisis and the poverty that an awful lot of people who have never suffered before are suffering at the moment? It really has impacted everyone. And I think the reality is there's only certain parts of your budget that everyone 
everyone can cut. So food is one of those areas that does get hit quite quickly. Um, and that often impacts fresh food as well. So it's a real, it has, we've seen people and numbers rise across all of our community food hubs, which is why this campaign is so important at the moment. And I think no one is um, free from this whole cost of living crisis. You'll be able to make a donation over the next six weeks. Details on how to get involved are at kmfm.co.uk. Part of Kent has been revealed as the most dangerous area for postal workers to be attacked by dogs. There were 65 incidents in Tunbridge Wells last year, according to figures from Royal Mail. Across the UK, the number of attacks went up 15% compared to the previous year. A GP surgery in Dartford has been taken out of special measures after the health watchdog said it had made significant improvements. Horseman Place Surgery in Instone Road has seen its rating bumped to good following their reinspection by the Care Quality Commission. It will be visited again in 12 months' time to make sure the improvements continue. Two Kent crematoriums are offering you the chance to send the ashes of your relatives into space. Barham Crematorium near Canterbury and Charing Crematorium near Ashford have added the out-of-this-world option to their list of services. It means for nearly £3,000, ashes can be placed in a scatter vessel and fitted to a space-capable biodegradable balloon filled with hydrogen. The remains are then released at the edge of the atmosphere before falling back to Earth as raindrops or snow. And Wimbledon gets underway today and as spectators take their seats at the All England Club, they'll also be able to tuck into a punnet of Kent strawberries. Within one day of being picked, strawberries from the Hugh Lowe Farms, based at Merriworth, are being served at the tournament. Owner and director Marion Regan is hoping this year's sales will be better than ever before. The family have been growing strawberries here for a long time. We're into our fifth generation, but um, we've been uh, supplying the strawberries for the Wimbledon Championships for about 30 years. Um, one of the reasons, I think, is because they have them super fresh. You know, they, they're, they're within one day of being picked. They're um, being served um, at the championships um, and they take um, a huge amount over the two weeks of the tournament. Um, last year, they broke records and nearly took 40 tonnes. Obviously, we're, we're picking fruit from April through to the end of October. Um, and the Wimbledon Championships are just two weeks at the beginning of July. Um, but during those two weeks, it's, they're extremely important um, because everybody associates strawberries with the summer um, uh, summer season and the tennis and so on. But um, no, we, we actually uh, grow fruit for many months of the whole summer long um, and supply the major supermarkets, um, local farm shops, uh, and leading caterers with our fruit. And it's very well known that strawberries typically come from Kent, don't they? So why yeah. is Kent so special? Why is it Kent that is, is so good at, at making at growing strawberries? Well, this is the Garden of England, um, well named, because actually uh, this is a fantastic climate for growing fruit. Um, while we are growing strawberries now out of the soil on tabletops like this, we still need free draining soil, we need good light levels, we need the nice warm temperatures from our south facing slopes. Um, so it's a very good place to grow fruit. It's not just strawberries, you know, we, this county produce fantastic apples, pears, increasingly vines, um, wine grapes. So it's a, it's a very fruity um, county. 
Um, the other reason is, of course, I think my great-grandfather started growing strawberries here in Victorian times because it is so close to London. So that's the other major reason for this being a great fruit-growing county. Every year, it's estimated players and fans eat around one million strawberries. Kent Online Sport. Briefly in cricket, and Kent have missed out on a place in the quarterfinals of the T20 Blast. They lost by 15 runs to Somerset in Taunton last night. The Spitfires finished fifth in the South Group table. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.